Hi everybody, this is Kara Johnstad, voice visionary and founder of Voice Your Essence. And it's so good to be back with you here today, here at the Voice Your Essence podcast and share with you the brand new article, which is entitled, What to Do as an Artist When You Get Poked, Slashed, and Jabbed At. Yeah, what to do as an artist when you get poked, slashed, and jabbed at. The process of creativity is a sensitive one. You write a new song and present it to an audience in the hopes of being well-received, acknowledged. You live in the world of resonance and flow, and it's important for you to feel not only one with your work, but also one with the fields that you are growing in, meaning it's important for you to feel one with your audience. Or if, or if you're a painter and you've painted a beautiful picture and you're going to exhibit it, it feels really great when you receive a good reception. Same thing is with a writer, right? We all have this very big longing to be accepted and to be cherished. Yet often what happens is when we bring out a new piece of work, we get confronted with pokes and jabs from critics. So if you're just starting out, getting poked and questioned and criticized can stop you in your tracks. It can hit you so hard that you kind of go into a paralyzed, numb feeling. The trust in your work falters, and often you lose that precious space, that precious inner space of innocence. And you start putting up walls, and you start pulling back, and you might retreat and stop risking being truly authentic. And sometimes to deal with that amount of hurt or pain, you begin to compromise. With time, you will understand how to walk this very rugged terrain freely. You will learn not to hook into the statements of others that don't serve you and stay present without closing down or shutting off or fighting back, justifying or throwing in the towel. Yes, it takes experience. And gaining experience means that you don't quit. You don't give in to the naysayers. You don't let them walk away with your gifts and leave you riddled with doubt. In all my years in the business of being an artist, there seem to be, this is my experience, four types of people that appear when we start to strip it down and share our work with the world. You have the haters. You have the never-enoughers. You have the ignorers. And you have, luckily, the lovers. The haters basically tell you that you are doing it all wrong, period. And with one broad, assured movement, they look you straight in the eyes and masterfully cut off your head. It was not even a duel. You had no chance. They hate your work and any work that does not suit their fancy. 
Truth be, if you could stay present, you would realize that they hate everything and everyone. Yet you've been attacked, and you take it personally, and you lie wounded on the floor, not sure if you will ever walk again. And then you have the never-enoughers. Some people call them the do-gooders, all with their good intentions. The never-enoughers are the ones who believe that they are doing good by telling you how to do it even better. 90% of the time, you've never asked for their opinion. Without even asking you a question about how your work developed, or your vision, or what you wish to share, when they don't understand it, they go about fixing and poking and prodding and trying to get you to fit in to their system. And you walk out of the meeting feeling like your Swiss cheese. You walk away crippled, one leg strong and the other leg ready to collapse. They keep on telling you that they basically like your work, but... You know, I really, I really like what you're doing, but, but, don't you love that but? Ah, I think you're doing a really, really great job at performance, but, you know, your dress is a little bit off, and have you changed your hair, and did you know that that tone was uh, too loud, and by the way, the band, oh, they should be wearing something different, and by the way, you know, did you ever think about starting with a quick title instead of a slow one, and by the way, those are never enoughers. It is a but that makes you want to twinge. And you go into a fight-or-flight mode. You start to discuss, and yet with every justification, you feel weaker and weaker and weaker. You want to run away and hide, and yet you're in a room full of people, and everyone is centered around looking at you, because you're the artist. So you put up a guard. You smile through a wall of what people perceive of as arrogance or mystery or pride. Truth be, you are Swiss cheese. You have holes all over your system. You feel totally wounded, a wounded warrior, and yet you're still kind of hanging on to your horse. The ignorers, on the other hand, are the ones that start talking while you go into the quietest passage of your whole song. I mean, it would be one thing if they simply did not come to your events. No, they come. They love coming so that they can give you the cold shoulder and walk past you, seeing if they can gain the attention of the room while you are still mastering presence. They order a drink in the middle of your talk. You want to get louder on stage. You want to prove it to them. You want to fight to be seen. And they give you clear signs you are zilch. These are really, really opportunities to grow and to see if you are able to stand in your presence and make that energy field so strong that suddenly they just dissolve into sugar. And then you have the lovers, the glorious lovers that lift you, that listen to you, that cherish you. These few souls that gather 
in the beginning of your life and help you walk over those rugged terrains and help you to release your first work into the world and create a safe place for you to express yourselves. Most close friends and lovers will tell you as you lay curled up on the ground from the cuts and bruises you had to endure from the haters, the ignorers, and the never-enoughers. They will tell you, ignore the criticism, don't take it personally. What do those haters and naysayers even know? They don't know anything. And yet, those comments have bored a hole into your system. And somewhere we feel more vulnerable than ever. And this is it. You make the mistake and respond in their language. You slash back. You build walls. You ignore your own pain. And you become a loner. Your art suffers. You suffer. Your health suffers. So how to respond while getting stabbed by yet another offhanded comment? How to stay present amidst people who are looking right through you? Well, the first thing is to identify yourself with your lovers and supporters and start using the tools you have as an artist to transform situations. So start identifying and bonding with those fans and friends that support you and use their language. If they say excellent song, allow yourself also to say, hey, thank you. It's true. I'm, I'm totally proud. That's, that's a really an excellent song. I'm, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about what we're creating here together. Watch yourself. Are you giving your love and power to the people that believe in you and support you and build you up and lift you and mend you or really become aware of this pattern? Are you spending all of your creative energy suffering and feeling wounded? It's about transformation. You can't fake this stuff. You can't just put up walls and pretend that you're not feeling it hurts when somebody criticizes. But the trick is to slip into your, into your ability to transform and also into your ability of where do I put my energy. So my advice to my clients in the Voice Your Essence training programs is actually never to ignore criticism or comments. Because when we ignore, we cut off. And my whole philosophy is based on the principle that we are all connected to each other and in this divine dance with each other. And those critics are also affecting us because somewhere living inside of us, we also have our own judges that we have to address. So I ask my clients to meet criticism and judgment with curiosity Okay, I ask them to see it as a moment to explore and to become free from our judges. My advice to my clients is also never to resist because resistance causes tension and also a loss of energy. You can't walk into a room trying to ignore the back corner. 
Our goal is always to stay in deep creative flow. My advice is never go into isolation and go on guard. For we need to be receptive so that we can stay inspired. And inspiration has to do with receiving. Inspiration has to do with staying open, staying receptive, staying available to all the colors in the room, to all the colors that are in our environment. So here is a great practice that I use when faced with the monsters of this world. It's a simple mindset shift as to where we put our attention when we are faced with nagging comments about our songs, about our pieces, about our art, and about our way of self-expression. And if you practice this, it's going to help you stay empowered, and most importantly, it's going to help you stay authentic. Because all the other kind of methods of saying, ignore it, don't let it touch you, um, just walk away, that doesn't help us become more authentic. That helps us become kind of more cut off in our own little planet igloo world. We want to be vast and expansive, living our own essence. So this is the deal. As an artist, you do know how to imagine. And as an artist, you do know how to believe. These are the tools that you work with. And you also know how to morph realities. You are shape shifters. This is your gift. You connect things. You bridge things. You can move people. So I want you to tap into your wellspring of experience and knowledge and see pushback as a way of moving forward, of gaining inner clarity. It's a way of polishing your diamond. Once after getting a horrible critic from a producer, a friend told me to do the duck thang. I said, oh my gosh, duck thang? I quacked back, teary-eyed and ready to never, ever, ever, ever sing again. I'm never going to open my mouth again. Do the duck. Do the duck. Come on. Waddle. Do the duck. Let the waters roll off your back. And it was those two funny words, duck thang, that got me to smile. Something inside me shifted, and I was able to shake it off, but stay sassy and free. You see, the more we risk and go out into the world with our vision, the more we will be poked and prodded and hit and talked down to. And this is fact. Hundreds, hundreds of accounts throughout history of the greatest thought leaders, artists, writers being torn down as they strove to break onto new frontiers. The secret is to use your imagination to out-trick the mobsters. Don't draw boundaries at the cost of losing your openness, your pureness, your receptivity, your exploring, questioning self. 
don't cut off and live in isolation because there are monsters out there. This is no fun. Appearing arrogant is uncool. This is old paradigm. The new paradigm is to be yourself in this world and be relaxed with exactly who you are and what you are here to do. Because the new paradigm is love. And creativity is a surge of passion. Creativity is powerful. And creativity is grand. And your job is to stay connected with who you are and connect the people in the room with who they are because we are all in this together. So use the tools and gifts that you have as an artist to playfully navigate the ignorance that you will come up against while you dare to expose the beauty of who you are. And here are my Kara Ninja rules to dealing with critics and monsters, to dealing with haters, never enoughers, ignorers. Next time, that you share openly and get pushed and shoved, I want you to think of the following. Which things of beauty do you love? Ask yourself, I repeat this, which things of beauty do you love that have also been poked, prodded, burned, hit, poured down on, sliced in half, chewed up and spit out, munched and mangled? This is powerful stuff. I'm going to give you my list and I'm only going to give you part of it because I keep on reinventing this every day depending on my, my mood of the moment and who's in front of me, who even dares to start burning me, hitting me, pouring down on me, chewing me up. Ha! I'm an artist. You think I cannot transform that moment? We are rising. So here is my list and you have fun finding your own. If someone pokes me, I become Play-Doh. Yeah, blue Play-Doh. Or better yet, silly putty. I, I stretch myself. I stretch the situation. And I imagine them getting an indentation in that silly putty that they're poking and seeing their own face as a reflection. They poke me and I stretch. I yield. I never ever lose a piece of myself in the process. I do not leave that conversation with any holes in my system. No, I leave it whole and walking away smiling. If someone tries to tie me up and bind me, I become a pair of red high-top sneakers with stars on the bottom of their soles. And I start to dance. If someone tries to cut me and pressure me, I become a diamond. I become the diamond that I was made to be. If someone slashes me, I become a pumpkin two days before Halloween, ripe and round. And I light a few candles and see the children's smiling faces. If someone tries to burn me with their hatred, I become a beautiful piece 
of painted ceramic that needs the fire to become brilliant and strong in the kilns. If someone tries to rip me, I become Chinese silk that becomes a new dress for the empress. If someone cuts me down, tries to cut off my legs, let them do it. I am a northern pine, and as they cut me down, I will transform myself into a beautiful kitchen table where all our stories will be shared in the late night hours with friends and lovers on that table. You see, every time we are poked and slashed does not mean our end because art is about transformation and I want you to use every opportunity given to transform your life. And funny thing is, you might just transform them in the process. Do not ever let anyone take away your power. Express your essence, stay open out there and anchored in your heart and clear with your vision because you have very important work to be done. And if by chance you meet an odd soul who wants to crush you, turn yourself into sweet, icy slush and smile. Learn to expand and embrace the world instead of blocking it off. Focus yourself on the other good souls who want to see you fly. Look at that. We got three groups against you. We got one group for you. And yet, where are you putting your energy? Focus your life on the lovers, the ones who want to see you rise, who want to see you climb. Watch yourself. I dare you. So often, we give our power away to the naysayers. Give your power to your beloveds. Give your life energy to your supporters. Give your life energy to your family that is around you, lifting you up. The people that wish to see you well and whole and strong and excited and curious. For those souls, you become a mighty eagle, the morning sun, the midnight moon. At the end of the day, the secret lies in this one simple truth. The universe lies within and without. So never shut it off. Open to the artist that you are meant to be. Never hide. We need you to be present and productive for you are here with purpose. Okay, thanks so much for being with me here today at the Voice Your Essence podcast. If you'd like to have these talks and deep shares delivered directly into your inbox together with the weekly articles and free gifts and news on the concerts and training programs, simply opt in at carajohnstad.com. Opt in, leave me your name and address, and I'm going to get you your free gifts off in a jiffy. If you are hanging out on social media and would love to connect and share and introduce yourselves, please come to facebook.com slash voice your essence, or you can join me on my official singer-songwriter site, which is facebook.com slash official. I'm also on Twitter, LinkedIn, Google, 
and having a fabulous time over on Pinterest where I am uploading and sharing excerpts from the forthcoming book um, forthcoming book of Kara Sutras. The first book is going to be about voice and the whole process of voicing out in the world. And um, that's over at Pinterest. Just, you know, hook up, Kara Johnstad, connect, say hi, comment, get involved. And I really look forward to connecting with you. All right, until we meet again, have fun and stay gold. Bye-bye. Different planes of different times I walk this earth My head in the sky I never know when Where or when or why Is it just a coincidence Or some passing of time Or is there a Mystery in the divine. Friends are having children. My grandma's preparing to die. And as I get in the car for a long ride home, in emptiness I cry. Throat knotted my is dissolved in the blackness of the night All the moonlight carries me Reflecting on different planes of different times We're on different planes of different times We're on different planes of different Different planes of different times We're on different planes of different times We're on different planes of different times Houses left, childhood dreams abandoned A father I hardly knew I've had a well of friends who've come and gone The nakedness of truth But strangely enough, I cherish The blackness of the night Cause I know I'm walking closer to God With every painful goodbye we are on Different planes of different times were on Different planes of different times were on Different planes of different times Yes, we are on Different planes of different times were on Different planes of different times were on Different planes of different times Different planes, different times Different planes
Different times. 